Hey, episode 202, We Made a Podcast. I tried to catch him lacking. Season with a Twitch shirt. Make sure you're uh, subscribed on YouTube. We Made a Podcast uh, on YouTube. We Made a Podcast.com. Make sure you're following C's on Twitch, his shirt. Um, Caesar with the blue Big Lots uh, cup, or it's clear with blue Kool Aid. Uh, <laughs> we made it C's on Twitch. Oh no, C's with the elixir. Um, make sure you're following Caesar on Twitch at we made it uh, twitch.tv slash we made it C's. Yeah, yeah, um, follow boy on there, episode 202. Streaming Smite reluctantly. No, tonight I'm be streaming um, First Class Trouble. Well, first of all, on your on your it schedule that you put out, on your schedule that you put out, yes, it is Wednesday, so you were streaming today. Okay, um, <laughs> I don't know what that game is, but as long as it's not Smite, we're good. No, 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 it's like a human, actual, like third person human version of Among Us, like actual people. You're playing actual characters. Okay, well, Caesar was up all hours of the night. Um, we made a podcast.com. First of all, I tried to watch you and Sasa Cassidy on Smite yesterday. I can't watch Smite. This is the, I know, I know. It's literally the worst ever. But times uh, are different. So tune in if you, I don't think this episode dropped by then, man. Yesterday, tune in. <laughs> <laughs> you should have tuned in. It's your bad. There you go. <laughs> That's all Caesar's energy for the whole episode. Um, Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, We're going to talk about the league on title race. We're going to talk about the La Liga title race. We're going to talk about what happened to Juve. And hopefully I'll remember to insert my clip from 2019. We made it awards. Um, We're going to talk about Neymar extending his contract. An even more important contract extending than that. More impactful in the football world and more important and a better player, Edison Cavani, uh, extending his contract with Manchester United. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Condom Bowl doing some vaccinations. And um, I got something for him. And maybe we'll get into some ooh rumors. Uh, <laughs> so he's running to hear my jokes. He's, he was up to rough. You see, he's up till 3 a.m. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are you talking about? My bad, 3.30. Okay. Anyway, Caesar, we got some tight title races. Obviously, uh, EPL has been decided. Manchester City won. EPL, Bayern Munich won. Uh, Bundesliga, we'll talk about Italy in a second. But we got some tight races in Spain and France, respectively. In France... Lille, top of the league. All the teams are on 36 matches. Let me get that clear. Two matches left. Lille, 79 points. PSG, 76 points. Monaco, 74. And Lyon, 73. All of these teams could end up winning the league, technically. Um, Yeah, yeah. All four of these teams could technically win the league. Even Lyon on seventy four points, oh, 73 points, they could they could win the league. Um, yeah, if everybody took an L, then Lyon could win it. Well, I'm just saying numbers. Well, no, mathematically, everybody's still in it, which I agree. Yeah, don't 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 do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really close. Um, PSG just drew to Rennes. 
this past weekend, that was a big uh, loss of points for them. Mm-hmm. Um, now Lille has it in their own hands. If they win out, they win the league. Um, it'll be pretty crazy if they do. I mean, I feel like they deserve it more. They literally, they their their record is 23 wins, 10 draws, 3 losses. PSG sitting over here with 8 losses. Like, damn. Yeah, but PSG did win also like 4 in a row right now. 4 in a row win. PSG has like had four in a row wins uh, for, uh, before the, the tie. They had four wins in a row. So, I mean, whatever. But still, they got eight losses, dog. Uh, Leon only got five. That's true. Five. Leon has five losses. Monaco. How and- am I only seeing three? No, that's Lille. Oh, Leon. Oh. Yeah. Man, nobody talking about Leon right now. Um, well, uh, the real winner deserves to be Lil. Only has, Lil only has three L's, which is kind of crazy to think about the whole year. So, if anything, they really deserve it. A PSG is kind of like they're having every single opportunity to take it, and they're not. And what they say, if you don't take advantage of opportunities, you kind of don't deserve uh, a like it's you're not taking advantage of opportunities. And if they do lose, one the under, under one of the big notes will be that they did they didn't win that Ren game. Um, and they they fumbled on opportunities to secure the lead. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's kind of fun that two, two of our – basically our favorite leagues are in, in, a, in a battle right now, um, which also we also argue are two of the best leagues also and most competitive leagues. Funny enough, those are the two ones that are the closest up top. The other ones are all secured and everybody's already home drinking lemonade. So it's, it's interesting. And also the, even the points are damn near similar too, so it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um... Both PSG and Lille, um, their matches going forward are not like too difficult per se. PSG is playing Rims, Reams instead of Rins. <laughs> um, and they also have on the last match day Brest. Um, uh, Lille is playing Saint Etienne, who's kind of had a bit of a resurgence, and Angers. And Monaco is playing. Let's see who's Mon- who Monaco is playing. I don't think um, Leon can pull it out. Monaco's playing Ren and Lance, who are actually pretty good. So we'll see. I mean, it's pretty exciting, though. I think uh, we'll get into when we get into Neymar's contract extension, we'll talk a little bit about uh, PSG's play. But definitely, Leo has been like Leo got them Turkish dudes in there, and they're balling out. Borak Yilmaz is thugging. Yeah, Yazici is thugging. He didn't thug as much in the league as he did in Europa League, but Yazici's thugging. Is that the lefty they got? The, the tall lefty Cam, whatever. Is that his name? Zici? I can't pronounce his name. Um, I don't. I, 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 I think it's, it's like why Turkish names just seem so much harder to me than like the races. names. Um, Yazici's a baller. I like him. Um. And uh, they got a, they got a, I think a right back, Chelik or something like that. I forgot his yeah, name. Yeah, they do, they do, they do, they do. Yeah, um, yeah. And they're Jonathan Davis. Yilmaz is on right now. Man, oh yeah, he is. He he he's playing. He that's another. He's just playing a true center forward, right? Just like not crazy athletic, not crazy fast, but great touch and powerful shot. He he's the one. Like they'll just throw it up there. He'll get that beautiful touch on it, and it's over. Like it's a really good player. He's like, he's like, look, I can do this well. Yeah, it's funny how like Turkey had Loki having like really good nines. It's kind of funny. Sink was got a ball too. Tosun that went to Chelsea. That's some ballers, Loki. What's his name? Um, Jonathan oh, Dave. Unal too. I think he played for a little bit in, in Spain too. Ennis Unal, he's pretty baller too. 
Um, was his name? Jonathan David came on later towards the season, like towards the middle of the season, he started getting his goal scoring boots on. Um, uh, their their center back uh, Jose Font, the the uh, Portuguese center back, is really good. They got another center back too. Hmm? Thirty nine years old. They got another center back too. I forgot his name, but apparently he's pretty good too. Hanato uh, Sanchez was hurt for a while, and mm-hmm. he's not really getting that much playing time. Um, it's always it's always hard after an injury working yourself back in. It's all good. They they have some they have some pretty good midfield. They have uh, what's his name the the guy is it. Fumani or someone I forgot the name the 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 center the center mid the French one he's a baller. They got Benjamin uh, Benjamin Andre. Is a baller. Benjamin Andre. They have that Brazilian too on the wing. Uh, he's a little ball too. There's there's some good players on that team. A lot of really good young talent mixed in. Well, like I said, I think Yilmaz is a good was a good addition because as good as Jonathan David is, there's so much potential. And of course, fellow Canadian represent. But um, uh, it's always good to have a young player be kind of behind a real veteran strike. We've seen consistent examples in the past of that being helps towards development. You know, Jonathan David has some trouble kind of getting going in the beginning and maybe working with the Yelmaz, I'm sure it's, it's helped made him a better player and he got his boots back under him. So that just made the team better overall, kept him fresh. So that's good. Yep. That's a good change of pace too, to go from a Yelmaz and someone like Jonathan David come off the bench or whatever, or, or alternating lineups. That's a really good player to kind of come off and sw- switch up the whole fabric of your team. Absolutely. Um, Lil's doing the damn thing. And, you know, they, they their, their destiny is in their hands. Um, two matches left, they could they could pull it off. I think their last time winning the league was like ten years ago. They had Eden Hazard and Jervinho mm-hmm. uh, on that team. So, oh, that's crazy! <laughs> I forgot Jervinho's over there. I remember that. That's where that yellow jersey came from. With him, uh, <laughs> uh, our, look at our previous episode about Jervinho. Bam shows how much he loves uh, Jervinho in the photo edits. But um, uh, no, one thing I'd like to see. You know, this is it's great. I mean, I'm sorry, Pidgey, but this is great for the league. I, I like seeing this. Um, I like seeing Lille being a contender. I think they're a cool club. They have a good, like, brand and logo and kind of style. You know, if they can just retain 80%, 85% of that lineup, it'd be really fun to see what they can do next year, you know, see if they can actually be a sleeper uh, Champions League team, kind of how Monaco was a few years ago with Falcon, where they just kind of sneak up on you, not win it all, but, you know, maybe do some damage in that first knockout stage. Who knows? So it'd be cool to see. Lee was in Champions League last this year, and they did nothing. Uh, <laughs> Relax, man. It's a, trust the process. I think they lost to Ajax in Europa, though. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, and Monaco, although I don't think they'll end up winning the league, they did play really well. There's a, obviously there's still a battle for that last Champions League spot. Mm. Um, yeah. Basically, basically, but I mean, who knows what will happen? But. Lyon really wants to get back in Champions League. They have to finish third, I think, to qualify for the playoff. We'll we'll see. It always ends up being like, oh, it's only going to be the top two teams, and then like something happens and they let the third team. So yeah, and, and, and Monaco's big Achilles heel is that they just weren't really good defensively. Sometimes they were they had a lot of crazy games, and just like Marseille, they kind of were giving up like crazy amount of goals. Um, well, compared no. to compared to Lyon PSG, that were just really really good defensively this year, and uh, like uh, with with their number. So there was a, there was a point in time when like Monaco went, um, I want to say like eight games without conceding a goal, something yeah. crazy like that. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think, think what's his, what's his name got hurt. I forgot. They, they had like an injury and it kind of really affected their back line a lot. I think um, it took some time for Nico Kovac's like actual tactics to get put in place. Okay. And, That's fair too. And and once once he kind of like once they kind of like got it going, 
they've been really good. Like when I've watched Monaco play, I'm like, man, they got really something really good going on. And I think Nico Kovac could end up being a star as a coach. Maybe we'll see. He might be an asshole. I feel like the coaches that are like big tactic guys, like, look, I need you to buy in. They're assholes probably. So like, no, for sure. And and, and I mean, Leon and Monaco both had, you know, two strikers that were just in great form this year. You know, they had ballers like the pay and that Winston, Vincent Benietta has been balling for Monaco too. And of course, uh, what's his name? Um, what's the other guy they have too? uh, the one that's a baller, the, uh, Volant, Kevin Volant, Conan Volant. They, they had some good attacks, so both of those guys have, have, they have some good goal scorers on those teams. Did you say Winston Benyetter? I said Winston. Is it Winston, right? <laughs> we saw him. We saw him Benyetter. I'm sorry. This fool said Winston. I didn't say Winston. I didn't make him, I didn't make him from Alabama. His name's not Winston Benyetter. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if his name was Winston, I'm going to lie. Winston Benietta. I'm gonna start calling him Winston Benietta. Can you put a cigarette pack or like the Winston I'm have Salem's? I'm gonna have black and mild Winston Benietta. You, no, no, the, the cigarette's Winston Salem's, but like Winston Benietta. No, Bam, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. What? No one understands that. What are you talking about, Winston cigarette pack? I have a picture of him as the cover athlete. I'm down. <laughs> um, also, we got. Um, major major drama going on in la liga oh yeah um la liga currently oh wait i think atleti's playing right now so let me just check yeah. to see like what's going on with that uh atleti, wait uh, uh, while you're looking at that atleti oh. um i believe is live Barcelona. no no, no. Not, not not yet not yet they they play in start the, at one they play at one o'clock yeah yeah they start in a little bit um I mean, our time yeah yeah so atleti the, the there's only a lot different... of games today, right? There's like there's like a few games going on today. Yeah, there's a few. It, it, it's, this is like one of those uh, one of these. There's like a lot of schedule makeups were scheduled today, but yeah. like a lot of things that fell out earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, so the only difference. Hey man, the only difference uh, between La Liga and Liga is like some of these matches are some of the teams are not on 36 games yet. But um, in the top four, we have Sevilla, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atleti. Atleti on 77 points with three matches left. Barcelona on 76 with two matches left. Real Madrid with three matches left on 75 points. I think Real Madrid plays tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Sevilla with two matches left, and they're on 74 points. So we literally have 74, 75, 76, 77 in the top four. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what happens at the end of today and tomorrow. Um, Yesterday, Barcelona played, uh, was that Levante? Yeah, Levante, and they drew 3-3. After being up 2-0, they drew 3-3. Um, <laughs> what a bunch of bums. Like, like all the, it's so funny. When Barcelona gets something going, it's like they can't wait to start pumping out these amazing articles. Like, it's like 22 minutes in the first half, they're like dropping Bleacher report pictures of Messi praying to the sky and like, oh, he has one and one bone already. I'm like, buddy, I've seen Barcelona all year. It it ain't that easy. No. <laughs> like, it don't. It's not that easy for them. They've been look at this last five. They haven't been cruise sailing to the league. They've been having a hard time. Oh yeah. Um. Also, I mean, also at this point, anybody can win the league in the top four, technically, uh, numbers wise. Yeah. Um. Sevilla has the most losses with eight. Real Madrid and Atleti both have four. Barcelona has six. Um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens these next few matches. 
it's going to be tough because it's the end of the season. It was a tough season for all these teams. Yeah. Probably a team like Sevilla has like the most legs underneath them. I feel like Sevilla is pretty deep. Um, Sevilla's scary right now. They're yeah. A scary team. Also, I want to say that I have something lined up if Atleti lose the league. If they win it, I'm just going to be mad. But if they lose, I got something for uh, what, what the hell's that coach's Simeone. name? Uh, huh? Simeone. Yeah, Simeone. <laughs> I got something for him this if they lose. really angry with blanking out an anger of his name. Oh, yeah. That bum. And also, oh. um, yeah. And, and and who knows? Barcelona could end up winning the league and it'd be some swan song for Messi. Um, who knows? But I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like the team that I've seen play the best – the two teams in that top four I've seen play the best this season is Real Madrid and Sevilla. Um, Out of those four, yeah. Um, that's why that Sevilla game was so scary for me. Uh, it was low-key a massive game uh, uh, that, you know, obviously everybody want to talk about that stuff going on in, in, in uh, kind of the different leagues. I thought that game was massive. And uh, that early early on Real Madrid being down and then ended up pulling up that tie, that was, like, huge. And, of course, there was controversy – Lord knows, I or, or I feel happy, but it's just it is what it is. Game's over, and it's been a few days since we're so we don't have to get into that. But yeah, um, I think that's I agree too. I mean, if anything, I think the team out of that lineup that is the freshest, most dangerous, and has played the best, like through and through, I think it's Sevilla. To be honest with you, not even Real Madrid. I mean, um, I, I'd like to ask you first, who do you think is really going to pull this out? What do you think out of this? It's kind of tough, but who do you think is going to pull this out? Uh, I hate to do predictions, honestly. <laughs> but um, if I had to get like, I hate to do predictions because I'm more like negative about them. I'm like, well, it, it, just to spite me, God will. Okay, who do, you, who do you think is definitely for for sure not going to win? Definitely for sure not going to win the league. I'll say Sevilla. Okay. Um, you think? Okay, okay. If you can't, well, give me the top two. Who's the top two then? Honestly, who do you think I think two is going to be. I feel like it's going to be Real Madrid wins. the. Uh... Okay. I feel like Atleti's going to drop points in these last three games. Okay. And let me see. see. Who are they playing? Atleti is playing Real Sociedad today. Ooh. Um, okay. At home, though. Real Madrid is playing Granada tomorrow. Real Madrid also has to play uh, Athletic Bilbao. Sevilla is playing. Don't sleep on Granada, dog. Don't sleep on Granada. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Sevilla is playing Villarreal. Uh, Barcelona is playing Celta Vigo. Some of these teams lay down for Barcelona. I feel like Celta mm-hmm. Vigo is one of them. Um, and, 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 yeah, the Real Madrid, um, Barcelona gets gets real feeling real good when they play against a lower club. Um, and it's really annoying, Barcelona. But, like, whenever they play one of the other teams, they're going fighting for their damn lives to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like I, I feel like every team is going to drop points. Mm. <sighs> But I feel like I feel like Real Madrid is going to win the league. Honestly, like if 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 I'm looking at it, like I don't know who's injured or who's coming back, but like I feel like a Furlan Mendy can get out there. Um, I don't know. I feel like them. Who do you think? I mean, for me, I don't think Real Madrid is going to win a league. To be honest with you, um, I've been watching the last four games, and I'm, it's not a really fair scale, but they're not really the same team they were two months ago. Um, they look a lot more tired. Uh, they look kind of really fatigued. That's why Sevilla in a game was just so ridiculous. I'm like, man, I just almost feel bad for Benzema. I feel like Benzema is so tired right now. Like he's, he's at the last leg of it. So, um, you know, they had a difficult Champions League run. 
maybe they there may be some rest that's going to come in now that they don't have to worry about any other stuff coming up. They're just kind of chilling and have extra practice for Champions League. Who knows? I don't really know how that's going to go, but I would be really almost shocked if Real Madrid won it. Um, more than even if Sevilla won it. Like, I can actually see Barcelona and Atletico and Real Madrid dropping points just maybe due to, like, some kind of fatigue or something, or just whatever, and then Sevilla capitalizing. They didn't get, like, their only team that kind of got more, like, fresher players. They got new signees that are more impactful and fresh compared to, the you know, our um, Atletico, you know, trying to run a whole season through with Luis Suarez and Barcelona doing what they always do. And then, you know, and Real Madrid with a lot of inconsistencies and in, in health in their lineups. So, that's what I think. Um, I think I think Atleti's gonna win it. Uh, personally, um, I don't want them to win it. I hate Atleti, but I think they're gonna win it. Um, it I don't really. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really see it. And I, I think that that Real Madrid Granada game is gonna be bad. Um, really, Granada is a dangerous team um, when they're on. Obviously, they're not killing it right now. Uh, <laughs> when they're on, they're dangerous. And Real Madrid just. It just makes no, whenever they play somebody in the, between ten and fifteen, it's like they just took steroids or something right before and they're on X Games mode. I'm like, why are these guys not playing top teams? They're amazing. So, you know, we'll see. And obviously, as a fan, I'm very uh, negative on my team. Yes. I, I don't expect them to do anything or accomplish anything. So, when they do, dope. <laughs> when they don't, of course, all right. Like, well, there's no, there's no fairness in the world. <laughs> Well, I I just look at uh, what Real Madrid did last season when they won the league. Um, They won. I I can't remember how many games in a run in a row they won. But like, I I just remember like when they came back, like they were killing it. And I could see that happening. I think it was four games in a row they won. And I was like, I don't really remember the last time this season they kind of went on a tear like that in that mid-year when Benzema was on. So I'm like, I hope we have we need that run right now. That'd be nice. But that's asking a lot. So we'll see what happens. Maybe the maybe the vets are all like, you know what, like here it is. Maybe Sergio's coming back. So I don't know what the, the status of these players are. Maybe that's why there's a lot of rest going on because I think Zidane Loki, of course, thinks Champions League is great, but I think he didn't want to win La, La Liga again. I think he kind of won that push. So we're seeing a lot more rest than usual. Hazard's out there running around more than usual. So maybe he's just really trying to get things going. <laughs> I try to sneak that in there. <laughs> um, this, is, this is the same top four from last season. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know, I could just see Real Madrid winning out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Atleti's going to drop points. It makes sense for Barcelona to drop points. Um, and I could just see Real Madrid winning out. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, Definitely. But all these all these teams have some tough matches. So, I mean, pretty much. I mean, to be fair, every match in uh, La Liga is tough. So, yeah. it's just a, it's just all about like who wants it more at this point. But Caesar, let's talk about your favorite team in Italy, Juventus, who is winning two zero right now to, against Sassuolo. Of course, uh, Adrian Rabio has scored. <laughs> and Ronaldo, and it wasn't a penalty. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Okay, dog. Um, currently, Juve is in fifth place in a Europa League spot. Uh, as of right now, they're on 72 points, um, which is still fifth place, with Napoli being above them at 73. This is the live standings. Um, Milan and Atalanta on 75, and obviously Inter Milan has already won the league. They're sitting on 88 points. 
Um, they definitely just was like, no, nah, we got this. We we went out. They, they might have actually went out of Champions League early so they could win the league. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy to see Juve struggling like this. But hopefully right now I remember to um, put in my uh, worst transfer award from 2019. We made it uh, awards because – I so, already. You're so proud of this. You're so oh, proud yeah. of this. Not not that I was not that I predicted this is going to happen a few years later, but I saw it happen then. You know what I mean? Um, so y'all can see what I had to say uh, two years ago. Right now, as Future said, "Ain't no giving up." You already know how I give, give it, it up. up. Season my worst transfer of the season goes to none other than Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus. Worst transfer. Let me explain why. They did worse than last season, actually. They just won the league. No Tim Cup even. They won two cups. You're going to... You're going to... Huh? They're going to cut the Super Cup? Yeah. (laughs) This dude's cap. Okay. Okay. They did not win the Tim Cup. Um, Lazio won that a few days ago against Atalanta. They went out in the quarterfinals to Ajax. Last season, at least, they went out in the quarterfinals to Real Madrid, who went on to win the final. This season, they went out to Ajax. They scored less goals than last season with this um, uh, Mr. Man, Ronaldo. And they gave up more goals than last season. His presence did not improve the team at all. And maybe, and maybe... It's because of his wages and his fee made it so they couldn't really improve the team in winter or anything. They're over here. They're bringing Spin Doctor back from uh, Sampdoria, and they got like uh, <laughs> you called him that. He doesn't even know how dope of a nickname he has, Spin Doctor. They couldn't like you know they didn't improve the team outside of getting him, and the reality is they didn't do better. Obviously, he had good moments with the team. They beat Atletico Madrid. It was a great, it was great moments. They had some great wins. Um, the presence of Moise Keane, like that's depending on how racist Italy is going to continue being, that might be good. But the team with Ronaldo, I don't know about Juve's finances, so I can't say like for that. But as a transfer and improving the football on the pitch, it didn't work out. Hopefully, I hopefully I entered. That. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this because it's like, oh, let's all just appreciate all the things Bam is right about, <laughs> and then like look at C's being on the other side. But we never do the other way because there's been plenty where Bam has been proven wrong to before. So nice. That's not true. <laughs> okay. um, looking at Juve this season, you're you're seriously so you saw more than me. Yes. The only thing I mean, I'm gonna be real, I did not watch Juve for real this season, especially. Sam is not a fan of of um, ESPN uh, Serie A. Exactly, but I'll say this: they did not set themselves up for success by hiring Pirlo. I think that was a joke. I'm not saying Pirlo is to blame, but I think for a team like Juve, hiring Pirlo looks bad, like. All these other teams are getting, like, I mean, even PSG, like, okay, they fire Tuchel, and then they go get Pochettino. Like, obviously, we know Pochettino's whack, and he's a nobody, but it's still serious. Like, you're being serious hiring Pochettino. You're being serious hiring Conte or bringing these different guys in. Um, 
whoever somebody got hired last season, I don't know, Mauricio Sorry, I don't know. But bringing in Pirlo, I'm like, what what are you doing, dude? Like Pirlo? Like you're putting so much pressure on the players. They know that this dude has nothing to offer them. So really it's like, look, we're going to play the game and like, like the coach ain't got nothing for us. He's not even like a fiery, get the team uh, hyped up dude. So that's, that's all I have for like Juve being whacked this season, but Serie C's can break down more of, you know, what was going with the gameplay itself. No, for sure. Um, you know, I, early, I mean, I said actually months ago that I thought Milan was one of the better teams in the season this year. I thought they looked really good. They looked dangerous. They had some depth. They had young loanees such as um, Brahim and and then players like Hapai Leo that although made, they, they're not playing necessarily the positions I think they're their best at, they're still really dangerous. Like, and and they and Milan out of all the teams, even even Inter Milan, of course, who who uh, won Serie A, I feel like Milan gave you the most dangerous looks because no one had a player at his. Zlatan was in incredible form this season, and even when he wasn't scoring, we always talk about how these guys are just playing in the middle and have a great touch. It's dangerous out here, you know. They had pace with with Leal. Uh, um, and, and they had a lot of, and they had even, and um, even, um, is it Sandro? I can't forget his name, that young little baller from Brescia. He's a baller too, the, the CDM they have. Um, Juve, Juve, I think, is a great example of just terrible plans, terrible planning. Um, you don't get Ronaldo to start improvising around him. You want to bring Ronaldo in to an already a good established structure. So when you brought Ronaldo in, you had the weird Kalini thing with Bonucci, and then you like, then then uh, um, uh, 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 God, what's his name? What's the goalie? The eighty-five-year-old goalie. Um, um uh, <laughs> what's up with the names today? What's going on with us? Jesus, uh, what was his name? The, the the weird guy. You said Bonucci, and now I can just think of Bonucci. <laughs> no, his name is not Bonucci. Uh, <laughs> Buffon, 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 yeah, yeah. Get Buffon retiring and retiring, and it was just it was a really strange year. And I laid out we on the on the show we laid out what is going to be the key for these teams as success this year. I specifically said addressing the midfield is a massive priority. I did not say getting rid of Emery Chan was the answer. <laughs> I did not say uh, – and I did say, of course, Aaron Ramsey is a great option. I think these guys are, can do their thing. But they never addressed those issues. They got rid of Douglas Costa. Um, it, it's like you didn't really address your problems. You put Band-Aids over your problems. But what happens when you put Band-Aids? It doesn't heal the issues. It didn't heal. So when it came to it – Late in the stretch, you know, say what you want about Ronaldo. It became, once again, look at this. We're relying on a 36-year-old to carry it all. Should that have really been the issue? No. What should have really been going on is players like Dybala and other players being the star of the team, and then you go, oh, shit, and they still have Ronaldo? Oh, my God. Like, that's how Juve would have won it all. Didn't happen. Um, didn't look good. Teams like Milana Inter had depth, danger. I mean, look at the two top – top players of, of um, Inter Milan. I mean, we're talking about Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez. Those guys are ballers, and they're young, and they're dangerous. Real Madrid has a, a legendary player who's extremely dangerous and a young, inconsistent – not even young anymore – an inconsistent talent with Dybala's like 27. Come on, dog. An inconsistent talent, Dybala. So 
what what do you what's going to happen? You're going to have inconsistent results. Um, bringing in uh, even our boy, uh, uh, um, what's up with their names today? The striker, uh, Morata. Morata, bringing in Morata. That's cool, but we know Morata. Morata has his game plan laid out. Morata. We know he's at his peak of all time. He ain't going to get much better from here at all, at all. If anything, it's a regression from here. And he's just always going to forever be a wannabe Ronaldo. So, But that's not what they needed. They they could have used maybe like more – they got rid of Iguain and they didn't get anybody to kind of fill that position legitimately, right? Like they didn't – because Ronaldo's not a nine. Ronaldo is is a winger. They didn't get even like a, a Yilmaz or whatever. Someone that's just in the central that's dangerous and has great ball retention, that would have done wonders for them. They didn't do that. They didn't address the midfield. They didn't have any any uh, extremely dangerous wingers like a Coleman or whatever, a Homan. Um, so what's going to happen? They didn't put the results. Even Napoli getting above you, that's that's embarrassing. And it says more to what Bam said. That's the worst transfer. The worst transfer was getting Ronaldo. You, you should have honestly been one of the last teams getting Ronaldo, to be honest with you. You weren't ready for that. It didn't go down. Props for Ronaldo for doing his thing still the whole year. I mean, he did his goals. He saved them way too many times, but it's just terrible job by Juve. Terrible. It, it, he just scored his hundredth goal for Juve today. Insane. Uh, yeah. Um, it's 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 not like they have bad players either, but I feel like they don't have a whole lot of depth. They uh, like I don't know why these teams did not get Guendouzi. Like whenever they found out Guendouzi was going on, like was going to leave Arsenal for the on loan, like. I, like, dude, get him. Like, what are you doing? Like, Betancourt is good. Um, um, uh, Artur is good. Rabio, Rabio's really bad. Even even though like he he does some scores a goal every once in a while, whatever. Weston McConan's good, but like you're you you're Juve, man. Like you should be getting like these talents that can like really propel you to the next level. I do think also they should have gotten another center forward. I feel like Morata is someone that would benefit from um, some competition, like someone competing for a spot, you know? Um, like, I mean, although, although I do think this player is never going to go back to Juve, someone like Moises Keane, a young striker that can be like, competing with Morata, but there's no other center forward there. Um, they got that one uh, redheaded Ukrainian dude or something who like plays for Sweden, Coruscant or yeah, something. I got, I'm going to tell you right now, that guy's whack. I, don't care about I mean, yeah, he's dead regular. Like, you, I remember you, seeing him on the game. I'm like, what's going on here? What 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 is this? Like, why is he wearing number 44? Like, like weird cousin. Uh, you, you got Cuadrado who was like asked to do so much. It, it, it even even when it comes to center backs, it's like yeah, you still got Benucci. Benucci's old, Chiellini's old, and then you got Demerol, who's a, 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 a Demerol. I don't care what you tell me. Demerol sucks, dude. I yeah, I agree. Demerol sucks. I'm not gonna be sold on this. He's he's whack. clumsy. I don't know what a good center back is or what it looks like. I'd rather take even Kurt, like Kurt Zuma's way better than him. Toto Mori, who's the Aloni, Aloni is better than him from from Chelsea over to Milan. He scored a goal this weekend. Demerol, come on, dog. I got a really inappropriate nickname for him, but go ahead. He he's he's clumsy. Like I don't know. Like he's not like slick or like he's not slick center back, and he's not like a powerful center back. So he just looks like too tall for his own height. Like goofy, he doesn't know what to do with his body. He's just there. Yeah, 
I feel like they could have definitely like I, I don't I feel like they have decent players like they could have done some more but I also think like if you have a manager who who like the players can kind of like at in some games put it in his hands like some games the manager can kind of take the pressure you're talking about Pirlo dude like this is not what he's this is not the job for him go coach Monza <laughs> you know what I'm saying not Juve dude no, and, 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 and it, I'm sorry I kind of didn't even focus on what you what you said on because I actually we, we had talked about this and agreed that the path to Pirlo's managerial was a terrible path it, nothing ever proved to me that he was a good coach I never had any evidence. I never even had him work at a lower level, and I didn't even need evidence. I didn't even need evidence if he just worked anywhere else and just came like, I don't need that. I'm not keeping up with this dude in, in another division. But, I mean, that's just experience in general. Even Frank Lampard had had experience before he went to Chelsea. You know, he did his thing, and, um, and Steven Gerrard, you know, is, is on his path. These guys are, are not all just immediately coaching Liverpool and Chelsea. There's a path there. Zidane had a path. It just it doesn't work like this, you know. It, it, it how are you ever going to learn how to manage like truly manage talent when your first is is one of the biggest teams in the world or the biggest budget? You're not really going to learn like that. Like Zidane, legit. Out of all the previous coaches, he's probably shown the most playing time to a bunch of young players we don't know because he came up working with them, so he knows how they really are. He knows their talent. That that's huge. And he was a top tier player. He wasn't even a youth kind of player. So. Um, it, it, it was it was just bad. That's that's a bad approach. You know what's the what's the key to success for Ronaldo's career with all the teams he was on? He had other really dangerous strikers with him, right? He had Rooney at Man U. He had Benzema at Real Madrid. What do we got going on here, dog? What are we doing here? It's not going to work. And he's not even the guy he was before. And you're still asking this? That's that's honestly ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They sold Kane to Everton. They didn't make any address in the center forwards. And now Kane, of course, loaned out to PSG. But, yeah, you never addressed this. You know what's funny, too? Like, let's be really, really honest. Actually, Morata's not a center forward. He's not. He, Morata, you tell him to play center forward. He needs to play in the center forward. You train him for the center forward. He works with the center forwards and the forwards. But what does he do? He starts drifting left. He starts drifting around, playing back. It's like it's like he was always caught up in between behind Ronaldo and Benzema, and he never learned how to like be the uh, a, a a pillar. He never knew how to be a pillar, or it, never wanted to. Yeah, that, that's just not. I mean, and I'm not blaming him. That's oh, just no, not. No, that's just not his position. Oh. He really wants to play on the left wing, and 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 that was the issue with Chelsea. They're like, okay, Chelsea's getting him like. To play center forward, I'm like he's not a center forward. No. We've been watching. We watched him with Real Madrid. We what? watched him with Juve. He's where, where was he most successful at? Atleti. You know why? Because he wasn't a center forward. He was a off. He was a off two and a four two two. But, but it's a, you give him a little more freedom there, he enjoys it. But then when you put him in that middle in any kind of three up formation, he doesn't stay there, dog. He wants to be on the left. Yeah, and even even at Atleti, like it wasn't even that great for him because no, they do play kind of good runs there. Yeah. They they play kind of narrow. They don't really play wide. Mm-hmm. He's not trying to be like on the sideline like Neymar wide left, but mm-hmm. like he wants to be where Ronaldo plays. Mm-hmm. That's what he really is most comfortable at. I feel like it's been so long where he's got a chance to do that that it's over for him. And Morata's kind of washed, huh? It's over, like yeah, he, it's over, and you, you, he's he's a player where you're gonna get your value now, right? Like 
if he's like for a good price, you know what you're getting. You know, it's going to be good sometimes. But when it comes down to it and you play these legit, legit serious games, they just game plan around him and it's fine because they know he there's going to be these holes left on a team that he doesn't fill. He doesn't fill those middle holes to, 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 to pause, to um, help out the wingers and help out players like Ronaldo. And you're right, like, that wasn't a person. Morata shouldn't have been even considered an option to address an issue. It was just another weapon you acquired. But he was not a fill for Iguain whatsoever. I thought Iguain was been done, but that was not the answer for Iguain at all. I'm sorry, that was not the answer. No, I, yeah, he's just really not a center for. I don't know. I, it's just weird that they force him in this position. Giroud would have been a better option than him in a center. Anybody, anybody that's just with a good first touch in the middle would have done wonders for this team. Anybody that's an actual center for, like he's just they not. Imagine if they actually got Cavani. They would have been living life right now. That would have been a perfect fit for them. They just needed somebody to do that, and that's really just not Morata's position. When he went to Chelsea, he it, it was not good for him. And I felt bad for him. I'm like, that's not his position. He is not a center forward. Get, put him in the position that he wants to play, and he'll do great. But Hazard was there, and it wasn't going to work out. I also think Morata doesn't have the best attitude. I will never forget when he left Real Madrid, like when, when he went to Chelsea, they were showing him at practice. Um, like it was like during the middle of practice, and like he's leaving – Nobody even said bye to him for real. It was like Bale and like, like Bale did. And then like a couple other guys were like, felt like they had to, I feel like Isco and like maybe somebody else, like Lucas Vasquez or something was like, Oh yeah. yeah, All right. Now we'll see you later. But like, I think that Morata doesn't like, he doesn't have friends for real. It doesn't seem like any dogs on the team. No. And, and, but regardless of that, Juve is in a, in a bad position right now. It could really end up that they be in Europa next season. Like they are in the Europa League spot with two games to play. Like, huh? I think I think you know what? No, I'm gonna take it back. I don't think they're gonna end up in in uh, in uh, Europa. Um, I think it'll be some clutch situation where at the end of the day you're gonna have to rely on someone like Ronaldo who steps up in those situations. He might he might edge something out. Who knows in the game? I feel like. It's more likely Napoli flips up and, and messes up than I would expect, you know, a Juve to eat that. But, you know, once again, who knows? You know, Serie A has been insane this year, so it could also go down the other way. I'm going to – I'm excited to watch the games. I'm probably going to watch way too much soccer the next couple of weeks, and then I'm going to take a break, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. The, the, the Murata thing, it's, it's, it's been tried and true, right? Like, he, he always felt like to me he was more like leaning towards the original – Castilla Academy guys that are his friends, like Vasquez, Hesse, like those are his buddies, you know. But like the true bring in talents, like Cruz and all them and Modric, that probably don't really rock with him at all. Cause like they're like annoyed by him. Like he would be really annoying if I came on the team and like, you know, whatever anybody came on the team and you're like, coach tells you how you're supposed to play or play on the field and you start doing anything. That's incredibly annoying. <laughs> so, well, you know what's crazy? Um, Juve's next match is against, um, well, okay. Actually, this is crazy. They're still playing Sassuolo right now. Mm-hmm. It, it was 2-0. Sassuolo just scored, and there's about 30 minutes left, so we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but Juve's playing Inter on Saturday. Yeah. Um, they do have the Copa Italia final. Um, they they got a lot of matches coming up. It's like four four days between every single match. 
all their things were the out of all the teams, they're the ones that got the worst of the rescheduling. Like theirs were thrusted into the month of May. And I think that's like so bad. Like all these things coming up for them in May. Um, and we already know about their uh, uh just woeful, woeful like lineups. And it's really funny because when you think about these teams in, in Serie A, you know, there was a lot of high scoring season compared to previous years. Um, not really known as a scores league, but there was some high scoring teams this year, especially like Milan and Inter hitting the 80 goal mark. That, that's that's a lot of goals. Um, it was really interesting to think that I would never thought if all the top five teams, if it would, if you name me what I, who I think would be an 80, 80 goal team, 80 plus goals, it'd have been, it would, I would have said Juve and they were not. <laughs> like they were not there at all. So that just shows you a lack of firepower up front, right? Yeah, Ronaldo hit his 100th goal, but who else has been kind of really up there, strike for strike? Nobody. They keep every year trying to tell us about Dybala, and every year I'm only I'm already seeing the heat peak, and it's over. That's what I see. It he peaked for me. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I, I've seen it all. What are you gonna show me now? It's over. I know what you can do, I know what you want to do, and that's all that's gonna work, literally. Ball will be turning 28 this fall. That's uh, that's that's literally madness. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, let's 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 transition. Um, let's talk about this. The big the biggest deal, the biggest uh contract extension to mm-hmm. happen in the past few years, really. Somebody really just sitting there signing an extension. The most like the biggest news, uh Cavani reached. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that one you got me because I kind of forgot. Like I kind of forgot a little bit, then you got you got me there. That's a rare moment where you you set me up well. Um, but no, Neymar uh, signed an extension to 2025 with PSG. It's rumored that it's thirty billion dollars a year or euros. Um. <laughs> We had the speculation for a long part of the season, but he finally did it just the other day. Um, Yeah, big deal. Um, He is 29. This will keep him there at least till 33, at least 32, Mm -hmm. at least 32. Um, And yeah, it's, it's a big deal for PSG. Now, there's two issues. Now, okay. There's two issues. One of them, everybody's going to talk about. What does this mean for Mbappe? That's the obvious one. But here we made a podcast. Um, we, we see the game deeper than all these other people. Yes. My question is, and, and we've talked about this before, like we've, it, we probably did recently. What does it mean for PSG's midfield? That's the real question. Because as we talked about many times, Neymar is a he's a cam. He's a he's a he's an attacking midfielder, but he is a midfielder. We 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 see him plenty times. Like, please don't please nobody, please. Like Neymar drops back far to get the ball consistently. Um, and, and I'm not knocking him for that, but that's just that's just something that he does because he is a midfielder and he's an attacking midfielder, he's a creative midfielder. He a lot of times puts the puts all the pressure on himself to make something happen for the team. He did that against City when they lost in this Champions League uh, uh, semifinal. At you know when they were down, he was dropping back, getting the ball, trying to do everything himself. 
what happens to your midfield when Neymar's there? Because will a really talented midfielder, young talented midfielder, want to go somewhere where you're not going to be able to really get all of your stuff off with Neymar there? Like, you're just not going to be able to. I, I, like, that is a fact. It depends what kind of midfielder you are, too. Like, are you a Rakitic kind of midfielder? Or are you, like, a East Coast? Like, what kind is very, very crucial to your decision going to PSG for sure? Like, if, if you're If you're a defensive midfielder, like, sure. You, I mean, like, I, I'm going to keep – I'm going to keep – holding center, center I, midfielder. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. A defensive midfielder, like – I, you hopefully you understand me saying this, like you don't really matter. Okay. Like it, it, we're not talking about, <laughs> we're not talking about like, you know, the player that's like really there to, to, to like be the last line of defense before the, you know, the center back or the goalie kind of guy. We're talking about like these young star midfielders, these Kamavingas coming up. Um, uh, who's some of the other young uh, talented midfielders out there? Um, well, Kongdobia is the world. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Kongdobia. Like, you're going to be fine regardless. No, you, you're talking about, like, someone to come. Yeah, like, Kamavinga uh, is a great example. Right? He's, yeah. he's the one everybody's talking about. Some Somebody that's in France, somebody mm-hmm. that, like, you know, they're talking about Real Madrid getting him for a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or somebody like Renato Sanchez or, like, so, like these these midfielders who require a bit of the ball to really be at their best you're not going to really be able to do a whole lot of that when, when once again, please don't play with me. I watch as much PSG as anybody. A lot of times you'll see Neymar run right up to the dude to get the, like, yeah. he just goes right to you. Give me the ball right here. If you're a Kamavinga, if you're a Renato Sanchez, if you're, um, I'm trying to think who's some, who, Phil Foden. I don't know. Like who's some young midfield Bernardo. So I, I don't know who these guys are, but, if you're that guy, are you looking at PSG like, well, damn, like, you know, that could be dope, but like, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, when I approached this, I thought it was really good. PSG did this. Um, I ask, man, if anybody knows the, 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 the love hate I have with Neymar, I hate this. I love hate this hate. man. Like he's literally my family. That's how, that's how I know what I get of him. I, I get, sweaty and angry about him that's how much i care um i care too much about him uh but i thought this was the move for psg um i know we talked about on the show Mbappe. it's phenomenal but honestly dog you needed to have neymar Mbappe, of course worldly talent i'd rather just kind of get the value from Mbappe right now but just keep neymar as like that marketing baller skill because no matter where you know Mbappe can always be a fit on a team and be a star and be a name but Neymar is that guy so you know when you think PSG you're gonna think Neymar first even if you like Mbappe more you're gonna think Neymar because to even get to Mbappe usually it's gonna have to go through Neymar a lot so he's that dude and yeah I think you're right a little bit about the whole midfield situation Oh my God, Athletic almost scored. Uh, about the Athletic situation. Um, um, but 
I vehemently disagree with you when it comes to CDMs. That's that's a little bit you're 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 doing your your uh you're doing your your clickbait right now, and I'm not part of it. You're doing streamer bam on that one. I super disagree. Okay, okay, hold on one second. You see, I thought that we were here and you understood. You can get a good CDM to play with Neymar, but that's not like oh, you talking about okay, you talking about CDM in the in the sense of how it relates to Neymar's game. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I thought you said like in overall they don't matter. I'm like, no, Caesar. First of all, first of all, I invented the Condobia tracker. Don't play around. <laughs> you can't be wrong about this point. <laughs> I I invented the Condobia tracker, and also I been clocking Casemiro's nose for years now. And you're also a, a tried and true CDM when you when you play FIFA. You are a tried and true CDM. Th- that's actually the position that I would play in real life. Like yeah. that's. That's my ideal position. Okay, but John, I know, but that means you're biased. But I get it for sure, and you you hate your own people a little bit. I could tell. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. But no, it was deciding to make. I I now it. I don't want PSG to be like a Juve where they're just kind of like plug and playing and wilding out. You know, I do want them to do something about the Mbappe situation. Like I'm even a PSG fan. I think for them to be better to move on from him. He's worth a crazy metric ton of money right now that if you get him, you could do a lot with if done properly. So they don't have to do a new stadium. They don't have any – you just have money to spend basically on players and a system with majority of it. So it would be it would be fundamental for them to get some players surrounding. I think Neymar would even enjoy it a little more in terms of if they got a center, a different kind of player to play with them. I know you got Clay Mbappe. They could do a lot with it. I just think that you're right. It, it, it would really getting Neymar is the move and the right move, but it's really going to affect who they're going to get moving forward, right? Like if I am Kamavinga, um, uh, it, 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 it might be a little bit difficult. But I don't think it's as bad as you made it, though. I think they'll be fine. I think although Neymar does come up to, to those players really close, I think they're good. I mean, they run the proper formation to have a good young midfielder. There's not like it's cramped there for them. I think it'll be fine. I don't think it's it's that terrible. I don't think it's that terrible. I'm, I think I'm, it's minor, but I don't think it's like that big of an issue. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Like, I like Caesar. I know you watch some PSG, but I've been watching watch a lot. Yeah, I know. Yes, and I, and and not just to see. Like, I've been watching them. Of course, I don't watch. I'm not going to sit here like you and watch them play. Uh, uh, God knows who gets God knows what. The, the Stogen Roggenschen that somehow they're French. It makes no sense. Even though the name sounds German, that's cool. But, you know, yeah. Okay, well, Lille's next to Belgium. But um, I don't care about that. <laughs> I just feel like 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 what like PSG's. Like, look at the people, look at the midfielders they brought in in the past little bit. Mm-hmm. Idrissa Gay, more defensive minded. Um, uh, Paredes, more defensive minded. Ender Herrera, more defensive minded. Like they're not getting. Who who? Danilo X Machina. Oh, Danilo X Machina, who also ended up playing center back half the season. Um, they're they're like, there there might be a reason for that. You got a position they kind of wanted them to address for a while. You're not going to put him in Verratti's position. Yeah, but 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 why do you get four of them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and 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 it's funny because even with that, like, Idrissa Gay is a more defensive-minded midfielder, and like in the beginning of the season, especially, like he was getting forward like crazy. Yeah, um, maybe like a. I agree that maybe like not like a Coutinho kind of midfielder wouldn't be a good fit for them because of like that ball 
retention kind of thing, the ball holding, like that wouldn't help them at all. So maybe if anybody that's a, a center mid holding or deeper is probably the best fit to have you when you have someone like Neymar on your team. I agree with you on that. I agree. But you need to have a good midfield and you need to have, you, you can't just have probably. it. You, you can't just have it be in one guy's hands. We're, we're seeing that we're seeing that. We, and we talked about this with Messi in Barcelona, Barcelona, uh, Xavi's gone. Iniesta's gone. When it's all in Messi, like when Messi's dropping all the way back and trying to do everything himself, it's not working out. Neymar's pretty much doing the same thing at this point. And I'm not saying that PSG won't win games and they won't be successful, but I think that, and, and, and let me also agree with you. I do think that was the right move to, to extend Neymar and try to sell Mbappe. Like that's the right, right thing to do. In the face of the club, for sure. You got to do that. But because of how Neymar plays, I just feel like it's going to mess it up for your midfield as a collective. Hmm. Um, we've seen that you can't go it alone. Like you can't. Sure, you can get some stuff off against Toulouse and Brest. And you'll have your moments even against the best. You you'll definitely get a cracking. You but, can do it. But like series. But yeah, you but you get against a team like Man City with a good midfield. That's different than like this than like a good midfielder who's got some dudes around him that are like laser focused on him. Yeah. You know? Um obviously I could end up being wrong and they just, you know, sweep everything. That could happen. It's not, but uh, but at the same time, you know, you gotta think about the business. You got to extend Neymar if you can. Mbappe probably doesn't want to stay there. Um, he's going to end up going to Man City. Uh, <laughs> just joke. Well, I, although that's where I think he's going to go. But we'll see. Um, also, another big contract extension. Uh, your boy Edison Cavani killing it for Man U. Uh, excuse me. Big news. Uh, Caesar, yes, this is big news. Are you kidding me? Hey. I, they're, they're over here talking about like, can he be the one to to get Man U to win the league next season? So, so it, yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead and side with British media when Man's is hot. That's funny. You're See, really funny to like when it's when it's hot. The pot is steaming, and you're like, yeah, they're talking about him doing this. But if it was going bad, they'd be destroying him, and you'd be like, they don't know what they're talking about. Caesar, <laughs> how could it be going bad? We're talking about the we're talking about the best center forward of all time. Okay. <laughs> That's an afford of all time. All time, he everybody loves him. Uh, they be, Bruno Fernandez has tried to sabotage him many times with bad passes. What are you talking about man, Stop I've it. seen. Stop I've, it. I've, I've seen. Do it. This. Don't do this Cavani gate like you did with with the Zlatan ignoring passes to Cavani. Don't do this. It was, why is everybody out to, to stop Cavani shine for you? What is going on here? No, because he's, he's the red. dressing like a damn uh, colonizer when he's out on his farm with his hat on, walking around the farm. So that's his own fault. He's the one that thought that Jamaica was an African country. That's his own thing, dude. I ain't defending him. We don't stand Cavani. He thought Jamaica was in Africa. That joint is like closer. That shit's closer to us than Florida is. Fuck that. Caesar, Caesar, first of all, first of all. That was a compliment. Oh, that was a compliment. (laughs) I'm out. There's many scenes here where I'm definitely out. I don't want to be in line with this. Caesar, he was talking about the roots. He was like, he was not talking about the roots. 
He was talking about a black guy, and he said he's Jamaican. <laughs> this African guy who's clearly Jamaican. So that- first, of all, he, first of all, he didn't say that. When they asked him, "Is Jamaica going to be good competition?" He was like, "Yeah, they're going to be like other African teams where they're where they're." Whoa, all- wait, man, it's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he says the same thing about Brazil too. Yeah, Brazil. The, the, and, and, and yeah, it's really convenient. Really convenient, Mr. Cavani. The Uruguayans just have a great record with uh, saying these kind of inflammatory statements. Keep it up. Him and by Luis Suarez. Caesar, they just come out of via text. They're like, man, we're about to play those Africans again over there in Jamaica. Caesar, just because you're ashamed of your African roots, Cavani I'm, is it? I'm not. Caesar, I'm not. Caesar, Caesar, you're ashamed of your African roots. Cavani's not ashamed of his, okay? He is not. Not only is he not ashamed, he has no idea who's African and who's not. So good for him. He's just like, look. Jamaica, that's in Africa. Whatever, Caesar, dude, that's Africa. Caesar. He saw Cavani, a picture of Bob Marley. He was like, wow, that's a great African. They got Africa going in. Caesar, Cavani is like, we're all from Africa. That's what that's what Cavani's saying. Yeah, Cavani texts Rick Ross all the time about Africa. It's a great combo they have. Caesar, he's saying we're all from Africa, just like we are. You, you know, you're taking this like like line and you're stretching it so hard. You too, Cavani. To say that Cavani's saying that we are the people, we are the world, we're all Africa, because he said Jamaica is an African country. That's interesting that you could derive this from this tiny, tiny racist line he said. Okay, Caesar, it's interesting that you're not actually. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you win. You win. That was a good one. You okay, win. just because you d- trying to diss the best footballer ever, I'm gonna read part of his quote. We don't care about his spar- his quote from the damn ranch dog. Great, I'm back again. What y'all expect? I'm old and dusty, but I still get it cracking. Fine. He said, over the season, I've developed a great affection for the club and everything that it represents. I feel a deep bond with my teammates. Um, hopefully, my best friend Ronaldo can come. Um, <laughs> and also more Africans from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, what else? What are they? They're from Africa. Leon Bailey, another great African player. Hope we get him from from uh, from Bayern Leverkusen. We need more players like him. Caesar, your ancestors brought Africans to the Americas. Well, what okay, is, what does Cavani call Fred? What does he call him? Caesar, once again, your ancestors <laughs> brought us. Over here, what are huh. you doing? Are you now? Now what? You you no one do you align with Cavani? You looked at me and you started throwing me over to the European side just because of that. That's funny. You and Cavani got a lot more similar than I imagined. It's really funny how your mindset is because him a bleach. That's why <laughs> he's lighter than both of us. Yeah, yeah. You try to be in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're canceled. Is he darker than Blake Griffin? I'm just joking. Um, anyway, he uh, uh, Solskjaer said that Edison is one of the last to leave training ground and sets the tone for the upcoming young, youngsters with his approach to his profession every single day. And this is not what Solskjaer said, but this is what I've said. I've seen Mason Greenwood scoring on his off foot on his right foot, shooting some nice balls. I know that Cavani has taught him how to shoot on his off foot. I know that. Anyway, oh, oh, okay. Uh, last but not well, maybe this will be the last thing we'll see. Um, I want to get into a little bit of what they're doing with um, and condom bowl when it comes to vaccinations because I saw this article the other day and I thought it was interesting. Um, 
the the title of it is uh, the COVID the COVID vaccine donation that aims to save Copa America. So let me read a little bit of this. Um, kind of, would would you watch it? I'm just listening to you. Your your the game up because they're winning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So well, you already said they're going to win. Why you care? And I don't want to be right. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. So Conanball became the first non-governmental body on the planet to receive vaccines in order to inoculate South America's footballers. Alongside the Bombonera and the uh, Maracana and Montevideo's uh, Centenario in one of it. What? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is just about the stadiums. Okay. Uh, let me skip that. On Thursday, players and staff filed through its doors. They're talking about um, the Centenario in Uruguay um, for a different purpose. Members of Boston River and uh, Cerrito were the first to receive Sinovac coronavirus vaccine in a scheme that aims to eventually include every football professional in the country and thousands across the South American continent in coming weeks. Although Caesar is not listening, it is very important. It is a little step football is taking. Cerrito forward Maxi Perez um, uh, said after becoming one of the first to receive the first shot. This is like my first time hearing about professional athletes getting vaccinated. This is like my first time. I have not heard of any American athlete getting vaccinated. I agree. I, I, I haven't heard anything either. Uh, um, so he said, we're closing on the ideal scenario, which is that fans can return to football and it will be good for all the clubs to take advantage. Similar scenes were witnessed in Paraguay, where Sportivo Luqueño's Aldo Vera became the first recipient of the jab on the same day while several several other nations are expected to begin their rollout in the near future. South American governing body Conobol was the recipient of an unprecedented donation of 50,000 vaccines from its China-based manufacturer, uh, which has provided a significant percentage of the doses distributed in the region, while companies such as Pfizer and AstraZeneca have struggled to keep up with the demand. It was, uh, it was the first such gift afforded to a non-governmental body on the planet, and involved a soft a spot of soft diplomacy on the part of Lionel Messi, who sent three signed shirts to Zino, to Sinovac to thank the company. Sinovac being the Chinese company that developed that vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, Conobol chief Alejandro Dominguez um, brokered the deal, and he document he documented every step of the process on his personal Twitter account. Um, and I guess the president of Uruguay also helped broker that deal. Also. Um, let me see. Hold on. Um, in resp- uh, Conobo has seemed to almost take on the form of a sovereign nation, engaging in international diplomacy, directing vaccinations, and attempting to override local restrictions, um, especially in Brazil, where they're having some issues when it comes to uh, vaccinations. And um, this is a long article, but I guess what they're also trying to do is make it so um, they can have fans at Copa America matches and yeah. so the players can be vaccinated for Copa America matches. Now, Caesar, you know this is We Made It podcast. Um, what was that? We Made It podcast investigation team. Now, you know I'm a news junkie. The other day I was scrolling. Nah, dog, I see you. It's almost over, okay? The other day I was scrolling sure and enough. I saw Seashells, the the country, the island nation off the east coast of Africa where we do have a download. And Jamaica. 
<laughs> Jamaica's off the west coast of Africa. Um, uh, okay. So, so I saw the headline: Seashells is bringing back curbs despite vaccination success. I was like, oh no! Don't tell me these damn vaccines don't work. I was about to be so. I was like, oh, I don't want to read it. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just read it because they're saying like. It said uh, the seashells, which is fully vaccinated over 60% of its population against COVID-19, is bringing back restrictions amid a rise in COVID-19 cases. I was just like, no, doc, what? I'm going to get there. See, see, now you're interested. And now I got to continue. Oh, my God. So um, and this this article is from a week ago. So they're saying the uh, archipelago of over of nearly 100,000 people were recorded recorded close to 500 new cases in three days uh, and has about a thousand active cases. A third of the active cases involved people who had two vaccine doses and the rest either had a single dose or were unvaccinated. I was just like, yo dog for real. What's the deal right now? Then I was reading the article and they were saying the seashells, which relies on tourism for most, much of its income began vaccinating its population in January using the Chinese-made Sinovac vaccine. So I was like, damn, you're telling me that Sinovac joint. Now, it's interesting because the trials for the vaccine in China said that it was 79% effective. In the UAE, they said it was 86% effective. In Brazil, they said that that vaccine was 50% effective. Well, 50% is a cap number, but... Um... Well, well, I think potentially it doesn't... Like the variants in Brazil, it doesn't really work against those variants. Oh. So... Um, I, so, so I'm like, damn. Are these vaccines they're going to do down there for a couple of America, trying to get a couple of America, Are they going to work? Because I would hate for them to end up vaccinating hella people and being like, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. Just come in these stadiums and stuff. And then these people get hella sick. Look, man. Oh, okay. 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 You done? That was literally like seven minutes. Are you reading a bunch of crap that's going to get us removed off of YouTube? So that's okay. great. Um, it's been a while since you've done that. I've been reading a long it's time. It's been a while since you did a read bam. That damn, I'm letting murdering. Uh, I was just over. They won the Liga. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's. I don't. I don't act like I'm not really a pro with the vaccine stuff. And the only thing that's been hard to keep up with when it sounds like, for example, an ILAC show. I don't know what their COVID uh, situation was, and in, in terms of, I don't know if they did island shutdown. I don't know if they they blocked tourism. A lot of these international islands did not block tourism during COVID because that was like ninety percent of their their economic structure. So. Um, they were kind of risking it for the biscuit a lot. And um, I don't know what, what Seashells uh, was doing. I'm tired of saying that name, but um, especially as an English speaker. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, this last weekend uh, or last Saturday, um, Texas had uh, 72,000 people indoors for a boxing match, 72,150. They set like an inter- in- indoor dome record um at D- Dallas Stadium. So um I guess they're just gonna do whatever the hell they want. Um there was no like everybody had to be vaccinated policy to go. 
you just got the little beep on your head if your temperature is hot. So I guess we're just going to be doing that in some of these places. There's not going to be restriction. I don't hope they don't go through with this process like that. I hope that if they do open up in places like South America for these games, they do do the space. You know, if they don't fill up those stadiums to, to 70, 80K, please don't do that. Can we just, you know, out of all the regions in the United in the world, that's one of the most poorly vaccinated areas uh, is, is the South America and, 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 and of course, some of Africa too, but that's just a different situation in general. But South America is really poorly vaccinated. A lot of these countries are just doing it on purpose. Right? It's not because we're having necessarily issues. I don't even think some of them are actual like logistic issues because, for example, there was reports about United States play, uh, companies like CVS having uh, uh, destroyed 50% of their supply because of improper numbers that they, 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 they ordered in terms of the vaccine. So they have extra that they're getting rid of. I don't think the supply and demand is bad because South America has so many people. I think it's bad because of the, comp- the, the countries, the government setting up poor infrastructure, blocking results, making a lot of red tape to make it hard for some of these people to access the vaccine in the first place. Okay, well, Caesar, first of all, I'm not going to let you uh, put Brazil situation on all of South America. I'm not saying, but you talk about condom bowls, so it's, it's very okay. general, but I'm talking okay. about the countries that are affected negatively. I'm not talking about the countries that weren't, weren't affected negatively. Okay, well, you're, you said countries in South America, and you talking about Brazil, Chile is doing great with vaccines, and obviously we've seen the Uruguay president all okay, over it. Population, dog. Okay, well, just because you voted for Bolsonaro and you were just because your uh, lack of democracy personally led to a person like Bolsonaro. I don't know what my party ties in Brazil are. No, I'm saying your lack of a democratic personality. (laughs) Oh, my personality is communist. No, no, no. Led to someone like no, it's authoritarian. Led to to Bolsonaro. Don't put that on the rest of South America. Now, but I do want to say, I don't think that they're going to, they're trying to have necessarily full stadiums, but I think they want to be able to have a sip, like they want to be able to have fans in the stadium for Copa America. I agree. They're probably going to do like if you're vac- if you're vaccinated, you can come. I mean, or, or they might do the they might do the the test window thing they do too. Yeah, but I just I hope that it doesn't backfire like it seemed to have backfired to some extent in seashells because seashells was they they were on it since January. Obviously, it's a small country, um, so it's not as many people to vaccinate. But I don't think seashells was like oh just come here for like just come hang out here. I'm sure they took some measures, but they were like, okay, we're going to take these measures, but like, let's get vaccinated as fast as possible. But it, but they ended up having a rise in cases. And I don't know. It's hard to know if that's because people were coming from certain places with different variants um, or like migrant workers came from different places with different variants that didn't really, that that vaccine couldn't really help against. But I do hope that, that like since that vaccine, um, it seems to not be super effective against the variants that are present in Bra- present in Brazil. I don't know if that's the same variant that's present in Uruguay or in Argentina. Yeah, it, it becomes tough because I don't want to necessarily immediately point the blame at this laboratory or that created the vaccines and stuff. Or no, no. In China, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying I don't want to do that, and maybe someone listening could think that for themselves. I don't want to do that because I just feel like it's really tough when you're if you're combating a virus outbreak in seashells and it's only to that region. 
then you have a better understanding of what the variant is, what the problem is. But when we're allowing international travel from all over the world, even places like Brazil, that's tough, man. It's tough to be able to know like where this is deriving from. Places like Brazil have entirely different, uh, 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 let's say, because we know how viruses are transmitted. It's not just through humans to humans, but there's insects and stuff that transmit viruses and carry them to other people. You know, those are different insects and stuff and, 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 and people and, di and different ways of movement and variants that can travel differently in different countries. So I don't know what the issue is. And that's why when you said the number 50%, I only think it's capped because it's very easy to say one legit one isn't. It's too simple of a number, like 50%. So I think there might be more going on, maybe even worse than that, or maybe even better. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I hope that everybody gets the vaccine. I hope that they, the, the, the vaccine idea by Conable is great because I think even in North American sports and in, in America, like even when it comes like UFC and stuff, I'm like hearing of all these positive cases. But I'm like, how come I don't hear about any of these companies, any of these organizations vaccinating their, their their talent and the players and stuff? I'm like, don't you guys care? Or do you want fall offs to keep happening? You want stuff? I'm like, don't you want to open? I don't know. It, it feels weird that a lot of these organizations didn't vaccinate a lot of their athletes. You know, it seemed like a personal thing. And even if they did personally, I don't see them talking about it or posting like, hey, like. Oh, look at me, just got my shot. I see celebrities, media, all that doing it, but I don't see a lot of athletes doing it, which is very concerning for me because that's the one that gets the most contact with people regularly all the time in these situations. I haven't seen one professional athlete personally. Um, but yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I didn't see, I don't remember one off the Maybe there was, but I, don't, I can't think of one. Well, let me just say off the top, uh, Caesar doesn't trust uh, scientists in Brazil. That's unfortunate. Um, and maybe that's why y'all got Bolsonaro. But no, um, I, I don't trust people that I don't trust the people doing that number because I feel like they have what I've seen with Brazil there's intentions to defame and, 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 and to slander you know numbers like that to, to pop up the lowest number to give incentive to Brazilians and like that not to take the vaccine that's why I would rather hear independent sources or whatever review that and give a, a better accurate number than that because Brazil's showing a very inconsistent dealing with the vaccine and I don't like it well, okay, I, I I see what you're saying, but yeah. I don't think that that's the case with this because, the, the, and the only reason because even like for China, like they like their scientists said seventy nine percent, but in the UAE they say eighty six percent. Yeah. So it's not even like they're trying to be like, oh, it's ninety nine percent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I'm saying it's just coincidental that Brazil would pop the lowest one. Like, really, dude? Well, of course. Like, you guys are being the most annoying ones about this. And you have the lowest number of success rate? Yeah, no, yeah. Well, well I think that might just be that variant that's in Brazil, okay. which is like... Like I said, me and you both, we're not scientists. We don't know, but it's just like what we're, you know, going off of here. Well, I'm not a science denier like you either. I'm not a science denier. What the hell don't you ever put that on me? What the hell? Well, you're denying the scientists in I'm Brazil. Not, I don't believe the moon's real. I believe in science. You're you're denying that the scientists in I don't Brazil. Know. We can play this game. We all know who believes it's real is not. Don't play me. You think you don't think a space exists? I do. So don't come at me about this. You been there? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, on weed. <laughs> okay, I don't really want to get into rumors. I don't think. Um, they're saying that because go man, you already got me going for an hour and a half. Just go. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty much done. They're they're saying that because uh because Manu resigned Cavani that they're going to bring in Sancho. That that that's cute. Um, what? Why would that reaffirm Sancho? I don't understand that. 
Who who knows? How do you even pull that together? They've never even looked each other in the eyeballs before in their lives. Well, no, they're saying they're saying because like PSG. I mean, I keep saying PSG because Man U kind of solidified the center forward position that they'll be able to get uh, somebody to like Sancho to play in the wing. I, I don't know. Caesar, you're reaching more than you when you talk about Cavani and Africa talk. Well, Caesar, first of all, just because like you don't believe in the motherland, and because your ancestors brought people from angola to brazil what are you what are you doing man you're in you never took the test we don't know what the hell you're about (laughs) caesar your ancestors okay which ones i have a lot i'm mixed my friend there's a lot exactly i'm straight who you pointed at i'm actually a result of the of what happened i'm the biggest example Exactly. Physically and body while I'm all over the place. That's not my fault. I was born. Yeah, and your ancestors are the are the are the you don't see me saying uh, Jamaica, Africa, do you? No, I don't. No, of course I don't. not. I don't know where Jamaica is located, and I don't I don't send them to, to parts of the continents they're not from. Okay. Look, we don't hear you say that because your ancestors destroyed Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. How the fuck can you say that with a straight face? How that it that how how? Caesar, you don't have port. What, what language you speak in? Portuguese. You speak English, big dog. That's what I'm speaking. Okay, you're speak. You're you're. Are you? Do you have Portuguese in your family? Absolutely. Yeah, you're guilty. <laughs> do you have Americans in your family? You're guilty, buddy. You're guilty too. You've done you're a lot, guilty. probably worse at this point than Portugal has. So don't come at me, chief. You know what you're asking me doing now? Portugal's broken and doing nothing. What are you doing? Okay, but, Relax, okay? Okay, but I started it, so you can't piggyback. <laughs> I can't rebuttal. No, I started Yeah, we was wilding out in the 1700s. What's America doing right now? Caesar, Caesar, you're guilty now. You're There's only one guilty person. It's you. Anyway... Cavani gets to say that, and I'm the issue at the end of the day. I'm the problem. Somehow, the, the it turned to Cavani said this inflammatory comment, and Caesar is the problem. <laughs> Cavani's woke, and you're the problem. <laughs> Cavani's woke for saying Jamaica's African. No, he yes, yeah, he's woke. He's woke. Uh, he says Hotep. He he be saying Ashe. He definitely never said a shit in his life. They don't have the SH sound in, in, in Uruguay, probably. Caesar, they got they got black people in Uruguay, okay? Yeah, work on a Cavani farm. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I've never seen one. I <laughs> <laughs> that part of the video. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> if he did, I have to. I, they went narrow lens and just see the house and the road. They didn't want you to look right. Like, oh, damn, that's a lot of buildings over there. Caesar, you know, I, you know how I know Cavani's woke? This is, a, this is for real, for real. He posted that picture of his wife uh, breastfeeding on Instagram. No, that just means definitely just a South American. Caesar, his whole his wife they're wilding online. They don't his, care. His wife's whole breast except for her nipple was out. You know, we made a podcast episode two oh two. Um, your boy is probably when you hear this, I will be going live on Friday uh, doing a just chatting stream. Check your boy out, seven p.m. Pacific time. Uh, um. 7 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv says we made it seas. Yesterday, it was up, up, uh, yesterday when this goes up, um, it was uh, a former guest and a good friend of ours' birthday. Big happy birthday to Tragic Magic and Fossil Stiquitos. It is his birthday today. Happy birthday. Your hair, I, I let you pass on your hair getting braided because it's your birthday, but next time I'm going to flame you for that. 
Absolutely. That's the homie, Tragic Magic. It's been way too long since he's been on the podcast, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, Cavani is more woke than C's. All right. We made a podcast. Tragic can pass off and low-key Uruguayan on low. He could. He could be Uruguayan on low. Caesar, so could I. If you put him in Uruguay, you won't even realize he's like not from there. Caesar, so can I. Yeah, oh. All right. Uh, Caesar, hold on, hold on. Do you want me to show you that picture of that track runner? You want to drop some demographic numbers? We can battle if you want. Caesar, they just started doing demographics. Okay, I don't want to hear the. I don't want to hear the recent census joke. That's enough. I'm done. End the show. End All right. <laughs> we made a podcast episode two hundred two. Hallelujah. <laughs>